You're listening to a Sunday morning message by Authentic Church. Welcome to our multi-gen service today. I'm going to start with a challenge. Can you see it? I'm going to give you each one of these. I tried to trip over the legs. And I need to tell you need to tell me if you can see it. There's a little hint that, that says at the top. That's not a hint, by the way, just the way to hold it up. If you see something, please don't shout it out. I'm going to ask you in a minute if you could hand over that side. Can you see it? Now, first of all, if you can see it, could you please raise your hand? Oh, wow. Only two people. Only two people can see it. Well, this is good for me, maybe. It's good for my service. Um, You've got lots of blank-looking faces. Okay. um, Sorry? Oh, you see, that, that would be telling. That would be telling. Okay. Who can tell me... Joe, what can you see? You can see a heart. Absolutely right. Tammy, could you see the same thing? Tammy could also see it. That's useful. Oh, oh, we've got a heart coming. (laughs) Now, my question for you this morning to start is, do you believe the person who can see it, even if you can't? Do you believe there is a heart somewhere in that piece of paper, or do you doubt? Do you have faith in Joe? Do you have faith in Tammy and maybe a little bit in Paul? Do you have faith? Oh, it is there. Do you have faith that they can see it? General round of thumb, yes. So we've got a reasonable, yeah, we've got a reason, good. Well, the Bible, funnily enough, has an awful lot to say about faith. Faith is believing in something even when you can't see it. Faith is believing in something even when you can't say it. Martin Luther King Jr. put it like this. Faith is taking the first step when you don't see the whole staircase. Faith is taking the first step when you don't see the whole staircase. Now, if you want to know what that looks like, watch this. Any prizes for who that was? Indiana Jones, extra kudos if you know which film that was from. There's a lot of them to choose from. It, it was very, oh, Joe, you're on fire today. You're absolutely right. It was the last crusade. Very good. So he literally had to take a step, a leap of faith. There was no way he could make it across that chasm, but he knew he had to take a step of faith, and he did. And we all, I'm sure, and I know I did, held my breath when his foot goes out and he steps, and he steps, and of course, there is the path. It was there all along, but he had to take that step of faith. That took courage. That took courage. Acting in faith, living by faith, takes courage. 
And I think God is like that with us sometimes. He wants us to take steps and leaps of faith, even when there is absolutely nothing in front of us that suggests we're going to be okay. He says, I want you to take that step of faith. I was 19 years old when I took that step of faith and chose to become a Christian. And it was very interesting because it was almost a bit like that mountain scene. I've been kind of, I'm going to use the word flirting, that might sound strange, but I've been flirting with God. I've been kind of, you know, flirting around the edges with him and I wanted to go further with God, but I couldn't, I wasn't ready to take that step. And someone said, Nigel, it's like you're hanging on to this cliff edge. You're hanging on. And they said, it's only when you let go and trust God will catch you, you're going to make that step. So I did. I, I went through a prayer and I metaphorically let go of this cliff and my life changed as a result of it. The next day, I was like a new person. That is what we are going to be looking at today, is living by faith. I'm going to look at three specific Bible verses to help us with this today. And this first one was written by Paul when he was writing to the church in Corinth. It says, for we live by faith and not by sight. We live by faith and not by sight. And that was Indiana Jones. He had to live by faith. He, he couldn't rely that something that was there before he took that step. And that verse was written, I'm guessing, around 2,000 years ago. And yet that verse is still true for us today. For we live by faith and not by sight. Right, so a reminder, and I'm going to move this a little bit because I'm conscious some people may not be able to see the screen. Let me just move this over here. So a reminder today, we are living by faith. Now to help us with this, I thought it might be useful to look at some heroes of faith. And these are heroes that lived and acted in faith. Cool, I just wanted to make sure if I clicked too far, I'd have ruined the whole thing. Um, so what I'd love you to do is I'd like you to get you into two teams. And that's really handy because actually we have two sections here. And what I'd like you to do is I would like, and I'm going to be a bit prescriptive here. Joe, as you're on fire, could you be the team captain for over here, please? And Lisa, sorry. Now what I'd love you to do, I'd like you in these two teams to get together and you've got basically a minute or two minutes to name from Hebrews chapter 11 the heroes of faith that are listed in Hebrews chapter 11. And what I'd love you to do is I'd love you to start by saying how many you think there are and then name them. Okay? So Hebrews chapter 11 talks about two groups of heroes of faith. If there's any clues, they're all from the Old Testament. All Old Testament heroes of faith. And I haven't got any background music to play. So I'm, I could sing, but I'm not going to sing. Okay, you have got, you might want to huddle a little bit, get in a little bit closer. You've got two minutes starting now. Four, three, two, one. Okay. Okay. Can Starting with Lisa, how many do you think you have? Ten. Ten, okay. Joe? 
13. Ooh. Ooh. Right, I'm going to I'm going to get you to mark your own homework. So here are the 16 names listed. I'm going to start from the left and go across. We've got Noah, Samuel, Barak, Enoch, Jacob, Moses, Abel, David, Joseph, Rahab, Abraham, Gideon, Sarah, Samson, Isaac, and Jephthah. I was just giving you extra prizes for Jephthah, and I've probably terribly pronounced that. Confirmed? Eight. Oh, still going. So we've got eight verses. Eight verses five. Well, I have to say congratulations to this team. Well done, team. Well done, team. Now, let's just look at three of these just for a moment, shall we? Noah. Noah, very famous. Well, there was not a drop of rain in the sky. Noah was told to build an ark as God was going to flood the whole earth. Noah believed what God told him and built the ark in faith. Abraham, though he was an old man, God told him to leave his home and travel to a land God would show him. Even though Abraham didn't know where he was going, he packed up everything he had, set off. He acted in faith. Moses led the Israelites out of slavery and followed God's directions to the shores of the Red Sea. With the Egyptian armies closing in, God tells him to raise his staff, stretch out his hand over the Red Sea, and then the waters would part. That must have been a fairly scary moment. However, he acted in faith and obedience, and the sea parted and they escaped. Now, obviously, what did they all have in common? They all acted in faith, but the key here is they were obedient. God told them to do something and they obediently did it. Now, they acted in faith, absolutely, but they were obedient to doing that. They put their belief into action. And they lived out the first verse of Hebrews chapter 11, which is this. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and being sure about what we do not see. Faith is confidence in what we hope for, being sure about what we do not see. Those heroes had no proof in front of them about what God was asking them to do. They could not see it. They could not see the parted sea, but they acted obediently in faith. They were confident that God would respond to their act of faith. They were sure about what they could not see. They lived by faith. Now, here's an interesting question. Can I be a hero of faith? Can we be heroes of faith? I'd like to take a look at this. Now, this story is recounted in um, lots of places. It's in each of the synoptic gospels. Let's just read it, because obviously that was the chosen. This is their interpretation. But this is scripture. This is what it says. 
A few days later, when Jesus again entered Capernaum, the people heard that he had come. They gathered in such large numbers that there was no room left, not even outside the door, and he preached the word to them. Some men came, bringing to him a paralysed man carried by four of them. Since they could not get him to Jesus because of the crowd, they made an opening in the roof above Jesus by digging through it and then lowered the mat the man was lying on. When Jesus saw their faith, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, son, your sins are forgiven. And then Jesus goes on and miraculously heals them in front of their eyes. We don't know the names of those friends. Their names are not recorded anywhere. But they are heroes of faith for me. They are heroes of faith. They believed if they could just get Jesus, if they could just get their friend in front of Jesus, Jesus would heal him. I love that line where Jesus said he saw their faith. Now they put their trust in Jesus. They put their trust that Jesus could heal him. And they could not get through the roof. So they made a hole. They could not get him to him. They exercised trust. So what stops us living by faith? What causes us to stop living by faith? I just want to pause for a few moments for you to think about it. Think about what stops you acting in faith. What stops you stepping out in faith? I'm just going to give you a few moments to think about that. Now, what I'd love you to do is I'd love you to write down on that piece of paper we gave out right at the beginning, just one. If you could list, if you could put them in order of all the things that stops you acting in faith, could you write on your piece of paper the, the biggest thing that stops you acting? Now, no one's going to see this. We're not going to be asked to show anyone. This is just between you and God, just you and God. But what stops you acting in faith. I just want you to hold on to that, tuck it away somewhere. Now, somehow we always think, or I do somehow, that the disciples, the apostles, were permanently filled by faith. They were like these men constantly on fire for God. They believed everything, thought everything, trusted everything. But the disciples didn't always exhibit huge amounts of faith. Let's look at a Bible story of when this happens. One of the reasons we see demonstrated there in the lives of the disciples is that we can stop living by faith when we are afraid, when we are fearful. Jesus asks him, in that video clip, which is a direct lifting from Matthew chapter 8 in the Bible, he says, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. 
And did you notice when he asked that question, he didn't ask them after the storm had finished. He asked that question while the storm was still raging around them. It was after the storm is finished when he flattens it. He then says in Luke 8, where is your faith? Ouch. Ouch. They are probably some words I really wouldn't want Jesus to say to me. Nigel, where is your faith? Ouch. I wouldn't want to hear him say that to me. The storms of life can cause us to lose faith. We focus on the storm and not on Jesus. So often in life we are affected, we live by the things we see around us. And I'm speaking to myself here as well as everyone else. Fear causes us to doubt and doubt is the opposite of faith. The phrase, do not fear or do not be afraid is found 120 times in the Bible. Jill Weber, if you listen or if you listen to Lectio 365, it's an app which is very good, I'd recommend it. Jill Weber, she was leading on Wednesday this week and she said this and it really spoke to me, fear has two little sisters. Fear has two little sisters named anxiety and worry. Anxiety and worry. Maybe you know them yourselves. But what is God's response to our fears, anxieties and worries? He says this in Deuteronomy, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Do we believe that God will never leave us or forsake us? No matter what storms or fears or anxieties or worries are facing us, the Lord goes before us. He will never leave us. But remember, God does not always calm the storms around us, but he calms the storms in us so that we can face them. Are we going to live by faith in the storms of life? So it all comes back to faith. The Bible tells us God is pleased when we act in faith. But how much faith do we need? Do we have enough? Do I have enough faith? What does big faith or large faith look like? Jesus said this to his disciples. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, 
You can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. God does not say we need a mountain of faith to move a small seed. He says we need a small seed of faith to move a mountain. So how do we live by faith? We have to have courage like Indiana Jones and step out in faith. We need to be obedient like the heroes of old. And we need to trust like the men who lowered their friend. We need to act not on what we see, but act on what we believe. We need to live by faith and not by sight. We have to take God at his word. He will never leave us or forsake us. We don't have to have mountains of faith to do so. Jesus said, if your faith is as small as a mustard seed, it would move mountains. Amen.